What's going on, Spooky fans? Welcome to another chillin' episode of Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. I am your chilling ghoulish host, Ruben. They're here. Hi, I'm Quinn. What's up, everybody? How are y'all doing on this fantastic Sunday afternoon? Uh, or whatever day you're listening to us on. But it better be Sunday afternoon. <laughs> but uh, we asked and took a poll this week of what movies you wanted us to, to, to cover and stuff. And we had three movies that were on, on the board. We had Prom Night, Event Horizon, and Poltergeist. So we asked our faithful listeners, our spooky fans out there, to go ahead and send us uh, whatever emoji we had attached to it. So um, without further ado, we have the results and the winnings of our movie this week, or my movie this week, and thank you all so much for helping me pick it. But we ended up watching... Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yes, this one is an awesome movie. I love watching this movie. And actually, it's been a really long time since I've seen the movie all the way through. Like, Because I always remember a lot of the really big parts to it. Uh-huh. But there was stuff when we were re-watching it right now that I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that happened. Oh yeah, Same I forgot here. this happened. But um, before we dive into this, do you have any um, any news or anything like that for us? Q? Mm. Oh, Yes. Yes. This coming Friday. Ooh, okay. There is a movie being released. Ooh, and what and what movie? Oh, well, I'm guessing you're going to tell us. Yes, Escape Room Tournament of Champions. That's right. Comes out on Friday. That's right. I want everyone to go see it because I really liked the first one, and the second one is going to be very great. Um, it has one of the actresses from Pose in it. Oh, okay. And I'm very excited for her to be on the big screen. Very cool. All right. Also, or do you have anything else? That's it. That's it. Okay. Really quick also. Next Sunday here in Houston, Texas is our our uh, Comic Palooza station. So, we may be releasing the episode on Monday, spooky fans, for next week, but we'll uh we'll keep you informed and we'll we'll kind of Try to have to play up that by year. We'll record it on site. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you know, and if you if you see me uh, or see any of us, let us know. Come say hi and be like, hey, I'm one of your spooky fans. Yeah. And be like, yeah, what's up? We'll take a picture and post it on our Facebook. Yeah. So you get to meet the artists, even though we don't have a booth there. Look for <laughs> look for uh, Iceman and a Greg jacked Uni- up Iceman <laughs> and Greg Universe with a handmade wig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna look great, spooky fans. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, we'll post some pictures to our uh, our sites for Comic Palooza too. So come by and see us. They're at the George R. Brown Convention Center on Sunday. Yeah, well, we're gonna be out there on Sunday, but it is like all weekend. So if you do have any awesome like cosplays or anything else that you guys are going for, hey, send it out. Post it on uh, Spooky Fans. That's gonna be awesome to hear and see. You know, that'd just be that'd just be fantastic. Do you think we can meet? business cards between now and then and just throw them at people while we're <laughs> just throw them maybe yeah. next time i don't know but that is a really good idea and just like hey spooky has been mystery hour and then turn it over and it's like my our cosplay stuff hey see you like horror movies yeah fix yourself up and just throw <laughs> what? cards at them whatever that wouldn't work but let's go ahead and jump into the movie then if you're ready okay okay so this movie actually released in 1982 and the really cool thing that I I just I love this movie because of this, and I used to talk to about it all the time when I was in school and high school, was it's got a PG rating. I find that very hard to believe every right? time I watch this movie. Right. So I used to always tell all my teachers to be like, "Hey, can we watch uh, this PG movie?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure, it's PG. You know, it should be fine." Okay, it's Poltergeist, and they're like, "No." 
that's not PG. And I get to prove them wrong like every time. I love that because they were like, we're still not going to watch that. You have to sell it to me. You have to describe it as a film about a family who moves into a new home and struggles when the previous inhabitants <laughs> come back and want them out of the house. I mean, very true. I mean, yes, that, that, that is the overall basis of the story. But I just find it very, very awesome and interesting that this movie has pretty much everything from semi-sex scenes to drug Drug use? I need to talk about that scene. I have lots of feelings about that scene. (laughs) We're going to get to that awesome, or soon, (laughs) sorry. But uh, this movie starts Craig T. Nelson. If y'all remember him, he was Coach. That's Coach. In the the old TV show, Coach. (laughs) Same same name. But he does a really great job in this movie. He, He is, I'm trying to think of the other people's names. I can't think of them. I had them up um, and I couldn't get them up right now. Heather O'Rourke plays O'Rourke. Carol Ann. Oh, that's right. And Dominic Dunn plays the oldest daughter, Dana. And the only reason I know that is because something we will cover at the end of this podcast. There's Joe Beth Williams as Diane uh, Freeling. She's the mom. She's the mom. And Oliver Robbins as Robbie, uh, which is the, the little son. I also want to talk about how this movie... I don't like children. I'm very happy being an uncle. Maybe kids are in our future. This movie made me want children. Okay. These kids are so friggin' cute. <laughs> Especially Carol Ann. She looks like my sister did as a, as a kid and like my niece does now. Nice. Nice. So this movie starts off with the the, the TV uh, going to the Star Spangled Banner as the, the sign-off sheet of going off the air. If, if y'all remember that spooky fans, it would be like... At like one or at midnight, yeah, it was always at like midnight. Whenever like the radio station or the TV stations would kind of go off air and everything like that, um, and they would play the Star Spangled Banner, and it would be like you know, uh, so long and good night. You know, they'd have the sign off yes. call and everything. So the TV's doing going through that, hits the Star Spangled Banner, finishes out, and it just goes straight to white snow, as or white noise, whatever you want to call it. And from that, we start seeing like little snippets of the whole family that's there, and you have you the have dog, you have the E-Buzz. dad and Eva's the dog, and he's going through all the rooms and kind of like just sniffing for food and just being all cute and stuff. And we see our our little girl uh, Carol Ann. Yep. Which we find out her name a little bit later, but she starts going and walking up to the TV, and she's like, "What? I can't hear you. Talk louder." Five and she starts like just answering these random questions and legitimately uh-huh. you're like what this is weird like what's going on no. and this is the part that kind of I'm like <laughs> I'm like what's going on because the if that was me the dad is there asleep on the on the chair but he wakes up and he's just like looking at the kid like what like I would already been like holy water okay let's go come on let don't do that let's turn off the TV now and stop talking to the to to it weirdly you know. I would have dipped that kid Achilles style into a basket full, a bucket full of holy water, just ankles. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole family wakes up because she starts getting louder and louder. And you're like, okay, this is weird. And that's where the movie starts and begins. So from there, we kind of go through and we find out that the dad is, I mean, I just want to call him Craig T. Nelson because that's all I could think about him. But his, uh, his name in the movie Hot dad. is Steven. Steven. Hot dad. I mean, he could get it. It's Yeah, we're not going to lie about that. But uh, Steven, he, he, we kind of start seeing everybody's um, day kind of progressing and stuff like that. Steven is a realtor. Yes. A, a sales rep for this new suburban community that, that he lives in. Cuesta Verde. Cuesta Verde. That's right. Green 
Hill. <laughs> That's right. And so we start kind of going through everything. We see all the kids there. We kind of it, it's kind of. Just setting setting the basis to uh, such a happy family. Happy that, that's, American that's nuclear family. And he kind of goes through each, uh, well, not through the, each of the rooms, but uh, again, you start learning more about the family. So from there, we start seeing them tucking in the kids for the night, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're taking the kids for the night. Robbie is just a scared little boy. He's, like, scared of everything, and which it's, yeah, you. That's totally fine. <laughs> but he's very, yeah, he's very nervous and stuff like that. So we kind of cut scene to the family, or to uh, Stephen and Diane, where they're in the bedroom, and they're making jokes and stuff, and they're smoking pot. They're rolling a, uh, they're rolling a joint, and this is great. Very carelessly rolling a joint, might I add. Yeah. Weed's expensive, and he spills, like, a pound of it all over the bed and just leaves it there. Like, that's gotta smell, first of all. And that's a waste. <laughs> Get it together, Craig T. Nelson. I don't know how expensive weed was in the I 80s. I was about to say, I don't know if it was that expensive or anything like that. But Robbie comes into the room and he's like, hey, I'm really scared. There's a storm coming, all this stuff like that. And he... Kind of tells the dad, hey, I'm scared of this tree that's outside. And did you notice that before, whenever the camera was like kind of panning into the house at the beginning part of the scene, you saw the tree, right? Uh-huh. Did you see the face? Yes. The faces? Yes. Yeah. It looks like it's got three faces in the yeah, middle of the Yeah, one truck. on each side. Uh-huh. Middle, I mean, I saw one on each side and then the giant the one in the, middle. in the middle. Yeah, and then the one in the middle. Yeah, so Spooky fans, take a look at that on that part of the, the movie if you see that. And Steven kind of tells him like, hey, it's fine. The storm usually always passes us before it starts. All of that just count down, and if you get higher in numbers, it means it's going away from us. If it gets closer, that means it's you know the storm's coming toward us. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. So him and Carol Ann start counting, and they're like, oh, okay, it's it's hitting five and all this stuff. Well, the lightning gets or the thunder gets. Is it thunder that makes the noise, and then lightning hits? Yes, lightning hits, and thunder makes the okay, noise. Okay, that's why I was like, hang on, I had to remember this. It's so thunder. It keeps thundering and. It cuts back to the parents' room, and this time you see Caroline and Robbie there sleeping in the in the parents' bed, which you're like, oh, they just got scared. So, after that, again, we hear the Star Spangled Banner, the TV goes off, and it's the white noise. And this part is where it automatically starts getting cool, creepy, just weirdly insane. And again, I really like the effects that they did in a lot of these yes. movies, because... Yes, you could kind of tell that they were cheesy, but they were still, like, awesome in, in their own sense. So, Carol Ann wakes up, goes to the TV, and you probably have a lot of heard this, uh, this saying of, you know, they're here. Well, the TV starts, like, kind of, kind of electric current, I guess, like sizzling. Yeah, like a... Yeah, exactly. And so whenever she goes to touch the TV, a giant, like, ghostly apparitional hand comes out. It reminded me of the hand of Cor- from Coraline. Yes, the other mother. You know? Yes. And so from that, she's like, oh, wow, this is weird, and starts seeing all these orbs that come out of the TV, and this giant, like, lightning Smoky stri- lightning bolt. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, like, smoke, but also solid, like a lightning bolt. Yeah. It pierces the other side of the wall, and there's an earthquake that happens, which only happens to that house, apparently, we find out in the next scene. A 6.5. A 6.5 earthquake. Like, what the actual hell? And the only thing Caroline says is, they're here. And that is a very, very iconic 
movie quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. A very iconic movie quote throughout a lot of different TV shows, like it was in Family Guy. In the Peter Geist episode. Yeah, exactly. And it, which is really cool because in that episode, they actually took, they pretty much did it like scene, scene for scene. scene. Like that was Like awesome. the scene in this movie where they, they're whispering when they're trying to figure things out. Scene for scene. Exactly. The face ripping thing. Yeah. Everything you had propane. <laughs> <laughs> and so it goes, so now everybody kind of goes back to sleep. Everyone's like, all right, whatever. And we go to the next day. The kids are being rambunctious again at the, at the dinner, at the breakfast table. Everything's kind of going on. And the mom, Diane, is like, Carolyn, what, what did you mean by they, they're here? Who's here? And she's like, I don't know. The TV people. The TV people. Exactly. And she's like, what do you mean the TV people? And the kids, again, are starting to get rambunctious. And the, the two, the other two ones, I would say what? Robbie's like, what, eight? Eight and Dana's like, 16. Okay, so she's 16. God, she looked like she was 12. Yeah, she did. Yeah. It was the braces. I, oh, that's right. She did have braces, too. And the side ponytail. <laughs> and they start kind of going at it, and they're just, you know, doing the the, the family squabbling thing, which I, I don't know. I never really too. did that much. I think I did, but I don't remember. We never ate breakfast together, so no, that never yeah, happened. Yeah, true. The, the whole, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're, you're a rat wrong. bag. You're, you're a rat bag. Ba- yeah, exactly. And so they start keep going, going, and then all of a sudden, Robbie's glass, like, thick glass of milk breaks in half. Mm-hmm. Or like the bottom just like bottoms Explodes. out. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you spilled it all over me, you jerk. And he's like, I didn't do squat. Like, ugh. That can't happen. What, really? That's happened to me before. Oh, yeah, with the vase. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I had eight that. stitches in my hand. And, oh, yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah, Be careful with glass. It will explode. It will kill you. And so from there, they kind of clean up. The dad goes to work. The daughter goes to school. Um... I forgot her name. But it's okay. She's Dana. Not, she's not in... No, Dana is the... No, Diane is the... Yeah, yeah Dana is, is the daughter. Uh, Dana goes to, to school. And Robbie... Robbie goes to school too. And it's just Caroline and, and the mom. there at the, at the house. And from this, you know, the mom is like, Caroline, what do you... Like, again, tell me about these TV people. Like, do you see these people? Mm-mm. No? Okay. Uh, all right. And then... Something weird starts to happen. The chairs start getting pulled out. And she's like, did you and your brother do that? Like, everything, you know, this is weird. And Caroline tells her, no, no, I didn't. we didn't do any of that. Like, I don't know. Like, nothing, Mom. Come on. And this is also what I think is really cool. Because I feel like I would be like this as a parent, too. Is instead of just denying it all, something else happens. And all the chairs are end up stacked. This time on the table, like... On the corners and stuff like that. And she just looks at Caroline and she's like, TV people? Just automatically. Yes. yes. That would be me. Yeah. Like, was that the TV people? And Caroline's on. Caroline is like, uh-huh. And so... I think I remember... Uh, sidebar about this scene. Yeah. I think I remember hearing that they actually had people... They actually filmed that in one take. Uh-huh. And they had people run out and stack the chairs quickly as she was leaning underneath the cabinet to get stuff. Oh, wow, really? Yes. That's crazy. Well, no, that actually, you bring that up, and that's actually a really big part, is a lot of Steven Spielberg, because this was produced by Steven Spielberg, directed by Toby Marns or Toby Barons or something like that, I think. But a lot of the 
people that worked for Steven Spielberg actually was on site doing effects right then and there. They were hands-on completely. Same thing with Steven Spielberg. Like he was super, super hands-on because of the fact that they were actually under budget on a lot of this because, yeah, I'll, let me tell you this. I know you're like, ooh, tell me more. But they were under budget on a lot of a lot of stuff because a lot of the props and everything that they were making, they wanted to make molds of how the effects were gonna work first and then do the effect. Oh, that's a lot of work. Yeah, like that's a and that's a expensive. One of the houses they made to show like how they were gonna like destroy it and stuff like that ended up costing them almost almost a brand new house back in the day. No way. Yeah, for all the materials, to, for it to do it at a, such a small level, and then for them to do it the big ones. All together from the small model to actually doing it to the big model ended up costing them pretty much a full brand new house, furnished and everything. Yikes. Right? So Steven Spielberg actually was on site a lot of it, directing and helping them like do the, do the effects, everything. Um, where were we at? Ooh. Oh, the... The chairs. Sorry. But I also have something to say about the budget, but I don't know if you're going to cover it later on. I don't know, but go for it. It, No, I'll cover it when we get to the scene. Okay. Because it's it's an important part of the scene, and I want to go go with it with the scene. Let that marinate. Ah, okay, okay, cool. Let's let that simmer. But, so that happens, and she's like, TV people, okay. And Caroline asks her, like, do you see the TV people? Uh -uh. Uh Uh-uh. I don't want to see the TV people. No. No, thanks. But this is where it's kind of cool because you got to kind of get to see more of Diane's personality toward the supernatural. She's excited. She opens it with like opening arms. Like she's like, okay, cool. This is, you know, this is something unexplainable and I want to know more about it. Hands down, the best scene in this movie is the scene that gets set up of her experimenting with the, the supernatural <laughs> in the house. She yes. has drawn like this diagram in the kitchen showing where the chair sits and where it slides to and where it stops. And Steven comes in and she's like, just come in, take your glasses off, stand right here, be calm, be receptive. And she puts the chair there and it starts shaking and it shoots down the line she goes, she drew to the stop sign. And he's like, what is yeah, happening? Yeah, like walks legitimately over like, what the hell? And <laughs> Carol Ann comes in and says, I want Pizza Hut. Mommy didn't cook. <laughs> and she's carrying a football helmet. And you're like... Uh-huh. Why is she having a football what's, helmet? What's happening with this? <laughs> Diane brings her over and sits her in the circle where the chair was and goes, it feels tickly. It it tickles in your stomach. And then it just... It, it feels like it's pulling you. you. Yeah, it feels like it's doing all that to you. And so it's, it's just awesome. But yeah, whenever... Uh, Steven gets home and she's telling him all that. She did you hear what also she said Mm-mm. about the other kids? Oh, she yeah. Bobby won't sleep for uh, Bobby yeah. won't sleep for two weeks for, for two weeks if we tell him. And then Diane just has a big mouth, so she'll blab it all over the yeah, place. Dana will tell everybody. Yeah, Dana. I don't know why I called her Diane because that's the the wife's name. But yeah, I thought that was funny too, and I was like, oh my gosh. So. Uh, Steven is still like in awe about this. He's like, okay, this is just weird and everything else. And he's like, we're not calling anybody about this. And she's like, well, no, yeah, who are we going to call? I already looked it up in the yellow pages. There's like plumbers and this and this. Nothing of supernatural events. You know, what do we do about that? Nothing. Call the Winchesters. Call, you know, call call the Winchesters. They'll, prob- they'll have that stuff solved super quick. Well, I mean, somebody will have to die about it, but whatever. And go to hell and be brought back. <laughs> Um, but yeah. They do tell somebody. 
They go to the neighbor's house. Oh, yeah. They, they go to the neighbor's and start asking the neighbor if they've experienced anything weird. They don't really tell them that anything has happened. They are just like, hey, are you experiencing anything else? And then they're suddenly getting bit by mosquitoes, which weren't a thing all this, like, for anybody until this point in the movie. And the, their neighbor's like, yeah, I don't think any of us have even been bitten. I think we're immune to mosquitoes. And the family goes back to their house and just puts camomile, camomile, chamomile, chamomile, chamomile lotion, chamomile lotion, calamine lotion, calamine lotion. God, we're both bad. We got there. We're smart. We promise SMRT, everybody. We are so smart. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so from there, we actually start. We start getting to see a little bit more activity, and this is where the movie starts really starting to ramp up for me. I guess you could say it was. Paranormal activity. That one didn't even work with this. I don't that care. Was, that was... Too late. I said it. It's already recorded. Wow. That was bad. That was just bad. And so now we, we there's another storm coming. And which the the design on the storms and everything, you could tell it's just ominous even though it's like got this super so happy music. Cool. It looked really cool. The so, way the storms roll in remind me of the cover of um, Fright Night. Oh, yeah. The face in the cloud on the yeah. cover of Fright Night. That's what it reminded me of. Very much so. Heck yes. And I want to talk about this clown that's in these children's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Your your kid is scared of everything as it is, and you gave him a clown monster and put it at the end of his bed? That's a <laughs> demon. <laughs> There's so many people that actually are terrified of that clown monster. Yeah. Of that, I, that clown. Same. This that you right there. Um, but no, it's... And that clown is actually used a lot into a lot of other scary movies that... Resemble Poltergeist too again like um oh scary movie too yep yeah which that one I just I I remember seeing the trailers for that and I always used to be like oh I don't want to see that part because the clown actually looks pretty scary too and then I actually saw the movie and I was like oh my god this is freaking stupid and hilarious it's great yeah it was great and so the storm starts coming in Robbie starts counting because again he's terrified of all this stuff. And he starts counting one, one thousand, two, one thousand, and the storm gets closer because he can barely even get past two now. And as soon as he hits one, one thousand, the tree comes alive and is like breaks into through the window, grabbing Robbie and pulling him outside. And this time you see a face and you see the arms and, and you see like mouth. everything and a mouth and all that stuff. And at this time. You also see Diane and Steve. They're like they come in there because they hear the crash, they hear everything, and they see the t- the tree taking Robbie. So they're not like, oh, he slept walk outside or something, or you know he did something. No, they were already like, okay, this sh- shit's weird. That tree is really real alive. Yeah, that real. exactly. And all the family's woken up. And they're trying to go and they're trying to help Diane, but they leave Caroline all alone in the bed in the Poor in the room. Precious baby Angle. <laughs> Angle. <laughs> nice. But they leave her all alone in the room. And so we end up seeing this giant fight between uh Steven trying to get he Robbie climbs. out of out of the tree. I'm sorry. If a tree comes to life and snatches my child, you're the Lorax and you speak for the trees now. You that you are part of that tree's family. <laughs> You are part of the, the grove, I guess, would be a group of trees. That is your your family. I'm not fighting a tree for you, kid. I guess. You're getting swallowed by that tree. You're going to become sap. I'll see you at breakfast in a couple months. <laughs> That's awesome. But So they he's trying to, to get to him. And in, in the background, you see a giant tornado coming in, 
which like skips all the houses and everything else and just kind of lands right above them. I feel like onto they, the tree. they did a little bit of a weird like Wizard of Oz. I felt like maybe it's just my head. No. But I heard the music go. Dun, 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 dun. No, you too. Okay, okay. no, I, I, I felt that too. I was just like, oh my God, okay, are, are we about to be like, hey, am I pretty? Yeah, is it just you me know? when I see a tornado on TV now? My brain automatically just goes. Dun, 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 nice. Or did they actually change the music a little bit in this movie? No, to me, they, ten- they changed the music. Okay. I thought so. Because it really didn't sound like that. Exactly. And then from there, we start seeing, or we'll all, while all of this is happening, Carol Ann is getting pulled into the closet by like this giant suction thing because they already, again, they, they see her and they know and all that stuff. And they're like, ah, what's going on? Children are most vulnerable to demonic influences. I mean, she, is, well, that actually gets answered a lot in the second movie. Have you ever yeah. seen the second movie? Yes. We yeah. watched it together. Because I asked you about it in this one. Because I was like, wait, oh, that's right. where's the creepy priest? And yeah. you're like, that's the second that's one. That's the second one. But yeah, no, the, no, the second one is... I like the second one, too. The second one answers a lot of questions. And then the third one is just cool to me. The third one was awesome. The third one's in the apartment, right? In a hotel. There you go. Yeah, it's in this hotel thing that uh, that one of the family members' cousins own or something like that. Or they're staying there in like the penthouse. and Yeah, that one's a good one. I want to rewatch that one. That, that one's really interesting. But anyway, I digress. Apologies. So, they uh, they finally get Robbie out of the tree, everything like that, and then they go back inside, and Caroline's missing. Caroline's gone. They're trying to look for her and everything like that, and they find out that all, everything in the room was sucked into the closet for some weird ass reason, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, it's probably it was probably the the tornado, tornado that blew it everything." The yeah, window. it. I mean, the window was broken. Yeah, you know, that and, would make sense. and the tornado was right there. So they're they're throwing everything away. They're throwing everything to the side, and then they find a human-like figure underneath a, underneath a cloth or underneath a blanket. There in the closet, right? Mm-hmm. And it was the demon clown. It was the demon clown. Fuck that demon clown, right? Fuck that demon clown. Damn straight. Well, they decide that they're going to start looking around the house even more, trying to find. Uh, trying to find Carol Ann and they tell Robbie just sit here sit tight oh my god it's the pool the the pool we're digging she fell into the pool because the mom is terrified that Carol Ann's going to fall into the pool rightfully so and they run out there and there's no you know she's not in the pool Steven's swimming around in the pool and they're like okay thank god and when they come back inside they hear Robbie screaming and she comes in uh, Diane comes into the room Carol Ann Carol Ann where are you and she hears her talking, and she's like, oh, thank God, she's fine. And hears her voice coming from the TV. And Carol Ann says, Mommy, I can hear you, but I can't see you. Where are you? And she touches the screen. And is it does she get shocked at this point, or is it just hand? I think it's just a hand. Just a hand yeah, hits Diane's hand. hand. So we know now where Carol Ann is. And the scene kind of fades out, and the next morning they're at a... Was it a college, or just... I think it was a college. I like feel like a, it's a, a college. Paranormal um, activity center kind of thing. And so from there, that you see Steven kind of talking to them, and they're like, hey, it's been X amount of days and stuff like that. We can't find our daughter. We haven't even gone to the police yet because we know that they're not going to believe us. And they're like, well, we're going to have to go and do our own investigation and everything. And so they get to the house. These three people, Ryan... I forgot this one lady's name and this arrogant I called him a jerk in this movie just because he was very 
very Mr. Know-it-all and like everybody's lying and stuff. Even when he saw so much things. Yes. It was bad. But, um, sorry. Um, Dr. Martha. Martha, that was it. Martha, yeah. Yeah. They called her by her last name. Leash. Doc, doc, Dr. Leash. Dr. Leash. Dr. Lish? Leash? Lish. Lish. It was Dr. Lish. And then, yeah, and then there was Ryan and Marty. Which Ryan was the camera guy, and Marty was the guy that was like, Marty. that was like, oh, they're all lying. They did this, and this is all fake, and all that stuff. Which again, I know that you have to have that kind of person on your team to make sure that to debunk anything, you know, that's, yeah. par- that's non-paranormal. So I love I this it. scene when they're they're at the dinner table after they've had uh, they've seen you know some of the things that are happening around the house, and the uh, Mrs. Doctor Doctor Lish Doctor Lish says yeah. so. When did this supposed haunting happen? And the percolator that they have on the table for the coffee just slides across in front of her. And she goes, sorry, sorry, sorry. When did the happening start, the haunting start happening? Yeah. And Marty is reaching under the table looking for magnets to try and disprove it. Mm-hmm. And the light over the table goes off. It, it blinks. And Diane, just calm as a cucumber, says, oh, there's more. Yeah, there'll oh, be two there, more in there's going to be second. two more in a second. They come in pairs. Uh, yeah, they always come in threes. Mm-hmm. And then Marty takes, tries to take a picture of it, but he has his lint off. And again, Diane's like, you got to be faster than oh, that around here. shucks, Marty. Yeah. Yeah, goof. And so they're talking to Steve, and Steve's like, okay, well, hey, it starts up here in the bedroom. You know, you're more than welcome to take a look. And they're like, yeah, we've taken pictures from this, and, you know, it's unbeatable for the naked eye, so... You know, we'll, oh, he talks about a matchbox car that yeah. took seven hours to move across a room. Yeah, a- and uh, Steven, Steven's like, "Oh, cool, cool, that, that, that's awesome." Yeah. So we'll, we'll yeah. take the bedroom. Yeah, okay, here you go. And he unlocks the bedroom door, and they open it up, and everything is just spinning in there. Just the the closet is glowing. The tornado was still in there. the tornado. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was insane. And so all of this is happening. You see a, a Hulk figure riding a unicorn. It was awesome. That I was great. It. Which that's funny because that's actually in one of the cartoons. Or not cartoons. I think it's one of the comics whenever he's visiting um, Valhalla with Thor. Across really? The yeah. He, he's, he's riding like a unicorn and stuff. Nice. Into battle. It's funny. But yeah, you see like all this stuff. And Dr. Leash, Marty, and uh, Ryan are all just like... In awe, and they're just like, this is just insane. This This shit's real real. Yeah. Not for play-play. Not for play-play. And you can tell because she's shaking at the table whenever they're talking now. Yeah, she's trying to take a sip of coffee, and she's just, like, shaking all over the place. Marty is still going with, hey, nope, they're lying. They're they're doing something here that's completely fraud. And Ryan is like, nope, dude, this is the real shit. I am so excited to be here right now. Like, this is awesome. It's an honor. And they set up cameras, they set up everything, and they're kind of going through all of the stuff of what's going on, where was Caroline at last time, what's happening. We start seeing some more activity that kind of goes throughout the house. With hearing Caroline, uh, we hear her say that she's there and she sees a light, and you know she kind of goes through the whole the whole thing of like, oh, I'm I'm scared, I'm trapped, mommy. And this kind of was a little, it was heartbreaking, mm-hmm. you know, because you it, it just felt like you could really hear. Her voice. Her, she her, was a her, great her actress in this movie. Because yeah. <clears throat> her, her overall terrified. Terrified? What is that? The terrifying feeling she, she probably the had. Terror. The terror. The terror in yes. her voice. Exactly. Thank we got you. there. It was Thank a road you. trip. Yeah, we, we, were, we were there. But from that, you start hearing her say that she, she there's somebody else there with her. 
And to me, this gives me goosebumps because I'm just like it. You know, that's that could, I don't know, really happen kind of thing. But you you start hearing her scream that to get away from me, to to leave me alone, and you can hear her running around and everything, and you're just like, I would be climbing to the TV. I, I w- yeah, right. Like the, you feel so powerless. Like I really feel that this scene, you you can really connect to it of just feeling like you can't do anything. Yeah, there's the nothing you can do. Yeah, and you just you just have to sit there and listen, which that sucks so much. And from all of this stuff starting to happen, you, they get this loud growl and pretty much knocks everybody down or yeah. the spirit kind of running in after Caroline. And this is where everybody starts to freak out more. Marty's like, oh, they have a two-way, uh, a two-way camera. Uh, they have all this. Like He's just trying to debunk everything. Dana, the, the daughter, is like, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. I need to go uh, stay at my friend's house at Robbie's house and or – at Ben's house, whatever her boyfriend's name is. Ben. Ben, right? Yeah, it was Ben. And, you know, and the parents are like, yes, that's fine. Go get out of here. Just, like, leave. It doesn't matter. And Robbie's like, I'm going to stay. I'm going to be brave. And, all, you know, and which is really cool. That's awesome. Listen here, Robbie. You're only a foot taller than, than Caroline. Your ass is going on the TV next, sir. <laughs> I mean, hey, at least he's trying. You know, at least he's, at least he's going to be there to try to help. I would have bounced. You would have bounced? With a quickness. I would have stayed. No, I really, I really would have stayed. I mean, I was the baby, so it would have been me stuck in with the TV people. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would have stayed. I would have been like, "All right, cool, let, let's." No, we're gonna stay. And from there, they set up the rest of the cameras. They're kind of holding everything down. They say, "We're gonna sleep down here tonight," and start going through it. This next scene is one of my favorite ones. I have two favorite scenes in this movie. I have two favorite scenes, but this next one was just cool again because of the fact of, of the special effects. So Marty, the guy that's like, hey, everything's fake and stuff like that here. He's like, I'm going to go grab something to eat really quick. There's like some chicken or something in, in the in, that's still good from what we ordered, whatever, and goes to the kitchen to go get it. Well, while he's there, he starts seeing – he starts hearing something like kind of dragging across the floor, and he's like, what the freak is that? I would say something else, but... Your lies. (laughs) He turns his flashlight on and sees this steak that's just crawling across the... the, the, Oh, excuse me. Crawling across the counter. And when the steak finally stops, it, like, explodes in with all of this maggots and, and, and intestines of the cow and stuff. And it's just... You're like... I hate it. Oh, my gosh. It was so, it was, ugh. Like, it was hard. And he's eating a chicken wing, and when he spits it out, and there's maggots all over that, so he runs to the bathroom and starts to splash water on his face, like, clean his mouth out and everything. And this is really cool because the lights start to get really super bright, and while he's looking at himself in the mirror, and then when it stops, he sees, like, he has a little cut on his uh, on his cheek. Okay? And he starts messing with it. And then from there, all of his skin starts falling off. And again, this is where your iconic scene of from like Family Guy where he, Peter's ripping his face off and it's... Uh, Hank Hill. It's Hank Hill. <laughs> Propane. Propane. Yes. But this is where the original scene happened. And this is, to me, this was superly terrifying. But again, I know you could see that it was like a mask and a wig and stuff like that. But still, it was, it was good. intense. That was awesome. I was just like, again, I was in awe about that one because I was... That's just... <laughs> Yeah, you know, just thought favorites. of what I want somebody to put what, put that just a clip of that with no sound or anything, uh-huh. and at the end of it, just to hear that. This is what it feels like to chew five gum. Nice, <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be funny. 
And from there, you know, he kind of goes back and, like, or he snaps out of it and sees that his face is perfectly fine after he ripped his face off all the way down to the bone, skeleton bone. And he goes back and Ryan's like, hey, where's, where's, where's our food, you know? Because I guess he asked him to get him some stuff too. And Marty was like, not hungry anymore. Not hungry. And then from there, we start seeing a bunch of apparitions occur. Orbs and everything starts getting caught on camera. All of this stuff. You start seeing these items drop from the ceiling that are from like 1964. All that jewelry. Yeah, everything there. You know, and everybody sees the people. All of these people. And here's one, here's one of the, the big things. At least I I think it was. I was trying to find some evidence on it before, but I didn't. But I remember somebody saying something about this. So, Spooky fans, if you're hearing this and you're like, nope, that's wrong, Ruben, please feel free to correct me. But one of the bodies of the people is actually the creepy priest guy that's walking with them. Really? Yeah. Because I remember that they did, like, a clip and it, like, zoomed in and you see – because, like – on the camera, you can see the outline of the people and their face, right? Did yeah. you see them? Well, on one of them, when they get closer, it's him. It's him in the group. Ooh. Yeah. And it sets it up for the second one, which is which is really cool. Because they even talk about the grandma and everything else in the second one. From the second one in the first movie. And from there, they're like, okay, we need to figure this out. We need to, we need to kind of go what's going on. And the next day happens. And Dr. Leash is like... We have to leave. We have to leave for just a little bit. I'm going to leave you, Ryan. He's going to stay with you, okay? He's going to help you. Marty can't do this anymore. He quit. Because he peeled his face off. Yeah. Well, he was a little biatch. <laughs> I mean, but don't get me wrong. I, I was going to say, I, I bet a lot of this is like super, super strainful. And especially if you're not like super open to it, you probably would freak Having out. Having an actual super, experienced it, yeah. Yeah, like you would freak out super hardcore. So... Dr. Lee says, I'm going to be back. I'm bringing help. You're not alone. And Diane's like, thank you so much and everything. And this is where they send Robbie away, which they never said where they sent him away to. They just said that they sent him away. Military school. Not even. I'm going with like grandma or a family friend or something because he was in a taxi cab. So I don't know how long he was gone. A lot of a lot of military school. A lot of days doesn't get explained in this movie. It it does time hop. So you're just like, oh, okay. You would think it's like day to day stuff, but it it looks like it's a couple period. days. Yeah, periodically through it. So from there, we see that Stephen's boss comes by and is like, hey, are you still okay? You know, you've been out of the office for a really long time. I know you said you have the flu, and you know, Stephen does look really bad. His eyes are like completely bloodshot. He's not getting any sleep Bags. or anything. Yeah. So he's like, hey, come uh, come take a drive with me. You know, I, I want to show you something. They go to this new plot of land, and they're like, hey, this is the fifth district. We, we just bought this land. This is the fifth district that we're going to make more houses for Casa Verde in, you know, for the subdivision. He's like, I want you to spearhead the, the operation and everything like that. You know, you've been our, our number one sales rep, everything like that. You know, we should have made you a partner a long time ago, but... Here it is, what's going on. And he's like, oh, you know, I would love to, but the whole fact that there's a cemetery here, you can't really move that. And they're like, oh, we've done it before. With phase. What do you mean? And they're like, yeah, with Casa Verde, we, uh, with phase one and stuff like that, all those houses down there, it was all the cemetery, but we moved to the cemetery. Nobody complained about it. Nobody said anything about it. We did all the stuff we were supposed to. 
And, you know, you're like, okay, that's just really weird. Hard pass. Enter in the next scene of one of our favorite characters. And I know you love her, too. I do. Uh, you do, right? I do. <laughs> do you want to talk about her? I don't know her name. Okay. I never remember her name. So her name in the movie is Tangina. Uh, Tangina. Tangina. Yes. I love it. Yes, I thought you would. And I was really surprised that you don't remember her name. Um, Tangina is the medium, I guess you would call her. She's, yeah, no, she, she's a psychic. She's a psychic. Full-on psychic. And she has the best hair and the best glasses and the best voice. That's right. That's right. We do. I do talk like that. I love her so much. Oh. She's here to clean this house. Yep, she is there to send all the other spirits to the other side to help them cross over to do everything. Right? Right. Cool. She helps kind of devise a plan. For them to get Caroline out of the TV people's grasps. Right. Clutches. Exactly. And they establish that they're going to have to send somebody in to the portal that's in the closet to recover Caroline. Mm-hmm. And the only person that will do it, or can do it, is Diane. So they cover her, or they, they tie a rope around her waist, and they tell her, okay, Bye. <laughs> well, I also I, okay. I think this is hilarious too because they were like, "Hey, we have to go after her. We have to get her close to the light, which is the portal entrance and everything like that." Right? Whenever she's like, "Tie, you know, give him, give me the rope. I'm gonna go in." Tangia is saying this, and Diane's like, "No, she's she doesn't know you. Let me go in." And I love the the back and forth that they both had about this because she's like, "You've never done this before," and Diane's like, "You've never done this before," and she's like. You're right. You go first. <laughs> Did you catch that? No. Oh yeah, that was it. Was great. Like I it was. I love the little like one-liner things that they do in these in this movie, just because it helps keep the seriousness, but then at the same time keep it more. Oh okay, like little lighthearted, little levity. Yeah. So from there, Diane goes and runs into the closet, and Tangina she's a track star. starts telling. Um, she starts telling Carol Ann to get away from the light and all that stuff. Well, actually, Diane was telling her, too, when she got that close. Because yeah. she's not technically supposed to go into the light because that's the afterlife. But they want all of the spirits to go to the To get closer afterlife. to the light because, I don't know if you caught this or not, is because since Caroline was in there, her own life essence was a light itself. So it was blinding the other spirits and telling and pretty much like... Hey, look at this light versus the light you're supposed to go to because she's brighter and she has life force. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the spirits that were trying to cross over, they were getting confused. They didn't know which way to go or who to follow and stuff like that. And that evil spirit, the the creepy guy that we'll find out later in the second movie, he's the one keeping control of all of the other spirits there because he sees the light. He's captured Carol Ann and is pretty much holding her ransom. So the other spirits can listen to him. Yeah. Okay. He's he's using them. Yeah. Or her to control them. Exactly. So when all of this is going on, Tangia starts telling the other spirits to go more into the light and everything like that. And Stephen is like, "What are you doing? You know, they're going to get trapped in there because all these people are now trying to get into the light." Right when Diane's trying to find Carol Ann, you know, like she's going to be walking into like this giant group of people. How A parade find of her? dead people. Yeah. 
So he lets go of the rope, and this giant skull face thing comes out of the closet because he knows it's a trick and just pushes him down. It's 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 again another special effect that's just awesome to see. I hope y'all appreciated my growl. Yeah, that was a growl. <laughs> that was a growl. I didn't want to be too loud. People would listen with their headphones. Oh, okay. True, true, true. <laughs> After all of that, we see the mom and Carol Ann fall from the ceiling through the in-between portal. Looking dead as hell. Yep. Yep. Covered in ectoplasm and goo. Mm-hmm. And apparently water is what they're like it, shrinky dinks. It, it, it's a purity. Oh, okay. It, it's a purifying thing, so it's supposed to help, like, rebalance the body. Why do you think you always take a shower when you're sick? Because I like to be in the dark. Whatever. <laughs> it, no, it helps you rebalance your body. It's Even your it, temperature, yeah. It's, a, it's yeah, it's a, it's a purity thing. Uh, why do you think people get baptized in the river? Or yeah, with water? Are you not going to answer any of my questions? You suck here. Come on now. I was baptized at a church. With water? Sprite. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. (laughs) And so, after that, Tangia says her favorite line. Can I say it? Go ahead. This house is clean. (laughs) That's right. And that's one of the iconic lines in all the Poltergeist movies, as well as a lot of the shows. And so they think it's over. They think it's done. They have their child back. The whole family's coming back to the house now, and We're they decide moving. to move. Yep. I, okay, now that I would do. As soon as like, I get everything done and taken care of, okay, we're out. We're gone. I'm moving. We're out. Bye-bye. And from there, Stephen is like, hey, I have to go to the office to go finish closing a few things. The loaders are pretty much finished packing. All we have to do is just load up the stuff tomorrow or finish loading up the rest of the stuff. They'll load it up tomorrow. We're going to go to the, we're, gonna, we're leaving tonight. We're going to go to the hotel and just stay tonight. While Diane is telling all the kids like, okay, hey, yeah, pack all this stuff going on, everything like that. Dana's like, hey, I'm still going to stay at my friend's house. I still don't feel comfortable sleeping the night here and stuff. Diane's like, yeah, that's fine. No problem. Just tell Ben or, you know, whoever you're, where you're staying at, you need to be home by 730 because your dad wants to go to the Holiday Inn over there off the freeway. And Dana, I don't know if you got this or not. She's like, I did. She's like, oh, I remember that place. Good times. Excuse me. What have you been doing? What have you Dana? been doing? Yeah. And even the mom's like, what? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Which was great. So from there, it starts to become nighttime. That stupid demon clown is still in the kids' room, which Correct. I don't understand why you would have the kids in the same room that just swallowed up your daughter. I would still be like, I'm going to go sleep in the living room. We're in the living room. Yeah, we're, we're actually we're in a room that has a lock on the door, and we were going to lock that door yeah. so that monsters don't get in, even though they came out of the closet. Well, I don't know if I'd lock the door. I'd probably lock the door. And so... Everything starts happening again. You're like, what's going on? It starts getting hardcore creepy. The closet or the the killer clown finally comes to life and starts trying to strangle Robbie. And And good on Robbie because he goes ham on this clown. Yeah. And he starts saying it. I hate you. I hate you. And starts ripping out its guts and its, uh, its stuffing and stuff. Pretty much just going to town on it. While the closet door starts to open up more and more and starts sucking in stuff again. And you're like, what is going on with this? And it has this, this? Like, weird gooey tentacles coming out of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I didn't really notice the tentacles until like it became full blown, like a tube, like a like a, a throat. Yeah. Oh, good reference. Yeah, pretty much like a hellmouth. And while Robbie and Caroline are screaming for Diane, for their mom, Diane tries to go, but yet the spirits start holding her down and throwing her on the wall, drag and- her around the room, through the wall, up the wall, across mm-hmm. the roof, and back down the wall. Yep. Do you want to know how they do those scenes? They build the room upside down, don't they? They build the room as a turntable kind of thing. And somebody's cranking it. And so the person is legitimately like they have to look like they're getting thrown or anything. That's why if you really focus, because uh, they did this in Nightmare on Elm Street in the first one. Uh-huh. They did, they did this in Poltergeist in this one. But you have to actually tell. like she's, she's stand, You can tell like she's standing up or lying down and she's like having to push herself push up. Herself I thought I saw that everything. a couple yeah. times. Because you're like, okay, you know what's going on and everything. And then, yeah, they would just kind of. Like, move her hair with string and stuff like that of, like, yeah. what's going on. Yeah. So I always thought that was a really cool aspect Interesting. of it. Yeah. So she finally gets out of the room from the spinning turntable <laughs> room. And she's trying to get to Robbie and... The door Karen, shocks her and the, throws the her away. The door shocks her. Well, downstairs. But the first one, it's this giant... Skeleton. Skeleton dog thing. Yeah. That prevents her from getting rawr, in there. Rawr, rawr, rawr. It's crazy. She goes downstairs to try to get try to get help. She gets shocked and thrown across the place from from the front door. She gets shocked this from the stairs. This helps the shit out of like, poor Diane. She yeah, she takes it hardcore and she just keeps on trucking. She's like, "Fuck no, those are my kids. Those are my babies." She I'm runs gonna save outside this. screaming for the neighbor, and she's screaming for help. She's screaming for help, and she falls into the pool. Yep. And these skeletons start popping up and floating around her. And this is where I wanted to let the things marinate. And you've brought up the budget previously. Mm-hmm. Some of those skeletons were real. Really? You know why they were real? Why were they real? Because it was cheaper to source them from overseas than getting fake skeletons. Wow. So there are several real skeletons in this scene That's in the pool with her. crazy. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Talk about... I don't know. That would, that, you know, and then... Okay, that brings up the next part, part of it, too. Because we're, we're, we're close to the end of the movie. Spooky fan. So we'll get to that, and then I'll jump back to this. So she's... Struggling for her life, and then finally the neighbor kind of comes over and pulls her out of the pool, like helps her out, and they're like, what's going on? I've never heard a sound like that. And she's like, my babies, my babies. There are demons in my house, Yeah, pretty much. And so (laughs) she finally gets inside and gets to the door, knocks the door open, and sees this giant hellmouth trying to take uh, the kids again. She reaches her arms out. Gets the kids to kind of grab onto them and makes like she like Wonder Woman's this shit and pulls them into the hallway. Yeah, that happens. Oh yeah, you no, no. I, I mean, I, I know that that adrenaline stuff like that, but it's just cool because she's holding onto the door frame with one hand and like okay, it legitimately reminded me of Chris Evans in Captain America: Winter Soldier, where he's holding the plane and holding the side of the building and yeah. slowly pulling both back, and you're like, Jesus! But she does an awesome job with that, and we finally see. Uh, Steven get home and he sees all of the lights going on he sees everything happening and so right when he gets to the front door a giant sarcophagus pops out they're popping up all through the house yeah all through the house coffins everything and he kind of gets pushed back and Diane and the kids see him and they have to go run through the through the kitchen and again more coffins are happening there's two coffins that pop up out of the the kitchen right around the area that did you see yes where where she she drew the map yeah where she drew the map yeah yeah because that's where the stuff wasn't uh, really wasn't occurring or anything, but that was where the coffins World were. Building. It was awesome that she, yeah, see, super smart. And so finally, they get outside, 
they get to uh, to Steven, and Steven's like, get in the car, let's get in the car, and he's trying to start it up and everything. But before that happens, Steven's boss comes to the house to try to, you know, save his job and stuff, and he goes and runs, and he's like, you moved it. You moved the graveyard, but you didn't move the bodies, you son of a bitch. And his boss, uh, Ruben, is actually in one of my favorite horror movies. Oh, that's he, right. He is in Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, and he works as a... Uh, he works at a, war, a, a medical warehouse called Unita Medical Supplies. That's right, see? So it's kind of funny that it turns into all this. <gasps> that's where he got the cadavers. May, yeah, maybe. Change his identity? Yeah. Oh. No, it, okay. it works. Same, same universe stuff. And this scene, this is where... Dana reappears. This is my second favorite scene. And Dana's screaming. She gets out of the car. What's happening? That is my internal monologue. Eighty-five percent of my life. Yeah, pretty it's much. It's just her screaming. What is happening in my head? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and Robbie's like, "Just leave her. Just, just leave her." Yeah. <laughs> and I love the part of this scene. Everybody in the car is freaking out, and the dog is just like. I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be included. It's just sitting in the car like, yeah, hi, yeah. guys. What's going on? What's happening? Oh, it's such a fantastic thing to, for that to, to see. But yeah, no, that's one of my favorite scenes. And then so finally, they they leave the house. The, does the house? The house implodes. The or house it sucks in on it itself. It sucks in on itself. Yeah, that's right. So the house sucks in on itself as they kind of drive away and get away. And that's kind of, you're like... That, that's how the movie kind of ends. And you're just yeah. like, that's, that's crazy. Because all, all of the neighbors and everybody in, in the, in the uh, subdivision is all outside looking at this house getting like sucked in. And just like... And watching the flames shoot out of the fire hydrant down the street. Exactly. As the, as the family drives away. So the family finally gets to the Holiday Inn. And they were like, you can tell they just are all tired. Super all exhausted. And just like, I'm done with all of this right now. Finished. Don't care. I'm finito. I'm finitoed. Elfin. Damn straight. And so they get into the hotel room. They pull the TV out, the the TV on the wheels, and are just like, leave it on the balcony. We don't care. Do not care. We are done with all this. And that's kind of how the movie ends. Yes. And it goes back to this this nice, super happy la 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 song. La, la, la. Yeah, it was just insane. But if you haven't seen this movie, Spooky Fans, again, I encourage you to go watch it. It is a great classic movie that uh, that everybody should see on this horror film kick. I do give this one four and a half. Victims. Victims. That's right. We changed it from camp, chopped up camp, camp counselors. See, it's a mouthful. Yeah. No, we're just... And, and I give it just, five victims. You're giving it five victims? Yeah, yeah I'm going 4.5. And also, I'm adding in to the allure of the movie mm-hmm. and that it is supposedly cursed because of the skeletons. I was actually about to bring that up. Yeah. I was going to talk about that too. Keep going. Okay. So, um, Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann, died, I want to say... After this, in between this movie and the second movie, or in between the second and third movies? In between the second and the third movies. In the third movie, after the third movie was finished, she in production, she died. Yes. Uh, she passed away from a sudden bowel obstruction, I want to say. Um, and then Dominique Dunn, who played Dana, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. After the third movie, I believe. Yep. Uh, with her neck chopped off or something like that. Yeah. Or, he, yeah he, he almost he decapitated went. her, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Dominique uh, Dune. Yeah, she... Yeah, she was left for dead off of the Hollywood Highway. Yep. And stuff like that, yeah. Um, but yes, there was Heather O'Rourke. There was uh, the sister. 
there was actually more characters from the second one too. After they finished production and they finished uh, the movie was about to release, mm-hmm. one person died six months right after. Wow. Yeah, with apparently he got cancer and just. I think I remember hearing about that. I want to say it was the guy that played the priest, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was the guy that played the priest. And then there was also Will Sampson, the guy who played Taylor in the second movie, the Native American uh, shaman uh-huh. kind of thing. He died um, from... Oh, we actually died. Well, he died under surgery, so I don't know if that's really part of the curse or something like that. Yes. But I would say, I mean, yeah. Okay. If you were in the movie and you died soon after, soon after, released, yeah. Okay, you're, yeah. You're part yeah. of the curse. Yeah. So that is the the poultry guy's curse too that I was going to cover, but that's all I got. Yeah. That's all. I, that's all I've got. I just was excited to say the real skeletons. Yeah. Of the curse. That was awesome. But spooky fans, don't forget to uh, check us out again next week um, for our next movie. It's going to be Quinn's Pick. And don't forget to hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what you guys were thinking of. review. Rate us. Review us. Subscribe. Tell us what's going on. Tell, Tell your, your friends. friends. Damn it. Yeah. Come on. Uh, we would love to hear back from all of y'all of what's going on. This is a labor of love. We love y'all. And join us for more spooky friends. Uh, more spooky movies tell us what you guys want hell let's do a netflix watch party one day Ooh, that would be fun and all of us can watch a, a, a spooky movie together and then we can all kind of record it that'd yeah. be fun we'll do like a live show eventually yes that'd be awesome well other than that spooky fans i think that's everything from your chillin' host here stay spooky, spooky.